Welcome to Alaskwatch, the show all about Bigfoot in the great state of Alaska. I'm your host, Beans Baxter. So lace up your boots, zip up your coat, and come with me on an adventure as we explore all things cryptid in the last frontier. Hey guys, welcome to the last episode of Alaska Watch for 2023. Uh, this is it. We've just got a few hours left in 2023 and then it'll all be over with and we'll be moving on to 2024. And <laughs> honestly, does anybody care? Um, you know, I, I was thinking about it today while I was preparing for the show and I was thinking, man, you know, I remember... Just a few years ago, how when kind of the, the year was winding down, kind of toward the end of the year, and I would think, man, I, I hope that the next year brings uh, this or that, or I, I hope we have a, a you know a prosperous year. I hope this happens. I hope this movie comes out. I hope this happens. You know, I hope uh, everybody, like, you know, does well. I hope, uh, you know... My kids have uh, good jobs and, and, and happy lives and all that stuff. And, and now, honestly, I'm just like, I hope we survive the next year. Like, I hope I have enough money to feed myself and put v- gas in my vehicles and pay my mortgage and keep clothes on my back and feed my dogs. And just, I hope I have enough to, to survive. It's not, I hope I, you know make a lot more money or make this it's like i hope i make enough to survive like i hope i get by and um i don't really ever remember uh feeling like that i don't ever remember like this sense of like foreboding or or uh just uh (laughs) hopelessness um in fact uh i was thinking about it and i was i remember like not too long after i got out of the military and um, moved back home to Kentucky and lived there for a couple of years and, and like worked in corrections and did some stuff. And we kind of made the decision uh, that we were going to move back to Alaska because I was having, I, you know, even though I had the job in corrections, that's not really what I wanted to do. Um, you know, I was making like $10 an hour and that was a good job. Like that's a job you retired from down there. That was, you know, you were living high on the hog and it wasn't even a living wage and that was a good job. And we kind of made the decision, like, we're going to move back to Alaska. And right around, the, right before we had made the, well, we made the decision, but right before uh, it could happen, uh, we went through a house fire. The place, my parents' house that we were staying in, it, like, burned down and lost everything. Like, we had a whole house full of furniture, clothing, uh, just stuff that I had, we had accumulated uh, during our, our time we'd been married. And it was just gone, just everything. And there we were. Basically, I didn't have a job. I just left my job. We were getting ready to move back to Alaska. I had nothing, <laughs> like no earthly possessions whatsoever, no roof over my head, nothing. I had nothing and was basically starting over from scratch, like completely over. And 
I think I was more optimistic then than I am now about the way things are going. I'm like, I might have to be uh, hunting my food uh, next year. You know, like who knows what's going to happen, the way things are going. Uh, maybe I'm just doing too much doom scrolling, you know. Maybe I'm just like on uh, on social media too much and just doing too much doom scrolling and just reading about things and the way things are going and the way things are people are behaving. Maybe that's what's going on. But I also really get the sense that a lot of other people kind of feel that way too. Maybe, maybe they do. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm trying not to drink on, on mic, but, um, <clears throat> I don't know. It's the end of the year, you know, and everything sucks. So what does it matter? <laughs> uh, so I thought I would start a new tradition this year. I thought I would kind of do something a little different. You know, we had the holiday episodes. We had the Thanksgiving special. We had the Christmas special. And I thought, I was like, you know, why not at the end of the year, you just let it all out uh, in the great tradition of Festivus. And I just have an episode devoted to things that I don't like or things that piss me off. And we, you know, air, air the grievances, I guess. Uh, so I thought that's what we would do today. I made a list of 10 things and, and this particular 10 things uh, it's not necessarily just this year. It's kind of a, of a all-inclusive list, uh, things just in general. Uh, maybe if I do one next year, uh, maybe I'll just focus on things that happened that year. But uh, I thought it was kind of a neat idea. Like, why not? You know, why, why not just take an episode where you just complain and just let it all out and talk about things that, that bother you. Uh, and most of this is, it's pretty much all going to be uh, Bigfoot, Bigfoot community related. And I think probably uh, a good portion of you, some of you will agree with some of it. Some of you would disagree. Uh, and I want to, you know, of course, put out that disclaimer. Uh, anytime you point a finger at somebody, you know, you've always got fingers pointing back at you. Uh, I realize I'm not perfect. I probably do some of the stuff that's on this list uh, occasionally or have in the past. Uh, you know, I, I get it. Like, I know... You know, I, I am not on a high horse. I am like the saddle has, has loosened and I am under the horse uh, getting kicked in the face as, as it's going by. So I am, I am by no means saying I am better than anybody that does any of the things on my list. So please, uh, you know, don't at me. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't care. I don't need to hear it. Um, I am literally, you, you cannot say or do anything to me that I have not uh, thought myself. I am my own worst critic. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so man, nana, boo, boo, stick your head in boot, uh, doo, doo. I don't care. Uh, so I, I've got a list of 10 things and they're not really other than the number one spot. They're pretty interchangeable. Uh, some might, might irk me a little more than others, but for the most part, uh, it's all pretty much interchangeable except for the last one. That one's pretty much my, my biggest complaint. Uh, some of them are pretty similar to others and maybe could have been condensed down to one, but I, I needed, uh, I wanted 10 things because I like, I like 10 list of 10 top 10, you know, worst 10, whatever. Um, and I guess, uh, 
you know, let's get into it. Hopefully, uh, you're listening to this, uh, maybe waiting for the, for the new year to, to strike and we can get all this out, air the grievances as it is and start over brand new, fresh in 2024, uh, bright eyed, bushy tailed and, uh, hoping for a better tomorrow. <laughs> so number 10 is AI art. Uh, and don't get me wrong, not the use of AI art. Uh, I use AI art. In fact, if you're watching this on YouTube, the thumbnail for this video is probably AI art. Uh, my problem with AI art, man, it's hard to say a lot in a row, is that people are trying to pass it off as legitimate uh, photographs uh, of Bigfoot. Uh, basically, they're doing hoaxes with it. Uh, I've seen several images that are, you know, in AI art, some styles, it definitely has a specific look to it. It's got kind of a, it's a very uh, shiny, almost uh, filter to it. And I've seen several uh, pictures where people are like, oh, this is, uh, you know, this is, this is a picture of Bigfoot. There was one in particular uh, of one of a, a, it was a, like a grainy, it wasn't even that grainy. It was actually super clear uh, of a black and white photo of a very large uh, creature, I believe, holding with like a stick for a cane, standing next to a gentleman. And I was on some uh, Bigfoot group and somebody was like, I'm going to like do an analysis of this photo. And they were like, it said that they say that it's an old photo taken in the 1800s and uh, it's in black and white. So uh, that checks out. So I think this is a real photograph. I mean, that was like are you kidding me? Like I, I couldn't take a picture that clear with my iPhone and you think that's a picture from the 1800s. So anyway, I just, it just irks me that, that people are doing it. They're going to continue to do it. AI art is going to get better, which means it's going to get worse for us, uh, in the Bigfoot community where basically so much stuff is going to come out uh, that is AI, AI generated. Uh, it's going to get even worse. It's going to get to the point where it's going to be video and audio, and you're literally not going to be able to believe anything you see unless you see it with your own eyes in real life away from your keyboard. So it's, it's getting, it's going to get bad. Um, folks, it's, it's going to get real bad as far as, uh, pictures, videos, audios, <coughs> excuse me in the Bigfoot community, because it's just going to be more and more people who have little to no artistic skills or who have access to this kind of technology. And the first thing they're going to want to do is just see how many rubes they can, they can con, uh, and they're just going to start going, it's just going to start flooding everything. Um, it, it almost has in, in a sense. And in some ways it has where, you know, like that picture was floating around, uh, in, every single Bigfoot social media group page, everything. And, um, I, I kind of like to, um, when something like that's going around, it's obviously, obviously fake. Uh, I, I try and do my part and not share it. Sometimes I just, I'm like, I got to, <laughs> I got to talk about how bad this is or try and like debunk it or something. But, uh, for the most part, I just try and ignore it. Um, and, hope it goes away. Uh, but most of the time it just keeps going and going. And then 
and three or four years it'll crop back up and people will be like, look at this picture I found, you know, and a lot of it, sometimes it's just people that are kind of new to the, um, community. They just got back. They just got into Bigfoot. You know, they've never really been into it before. They find this picture or this video that was hoaxed or it's AI or whatever. And they're going to be like, holy cow, this is amazing. You know, I, I haven't seen anybody talk about this. And then they'll start like tap tossing it around in the groups again. And it starts making the, the rounds again. Uh, but on the other hand, to be fair, uh, AI art does have some, some great uses. Uh, I know there's a lot of artists and a lot of people that aren't real happy with it. They're saying it's taken away from their, uh, yeah, their, their means of making a living. Uh, and I completely understand where they're coming from, but at the same time as someone who has like reached out to people and been like, Hey, I've got this idea for, for a book cover or, uh, for, a drawing, you know, like I need, I want somebody to draw this for me and just been told like, Oh, I'm too busy. Uh, you can't afford me, uh, blah, blah, blah. And now I have the ability to like, maybe create some of that stuff on my own. Well, not with on my own, but with the help of AI. And I, I really, I think, man, you know, like what a great tool. And I always felt if you have something available to you in your toolbox and you don't use it, I mean, it's just, it's stupid. Like if I'm trying to, to put the hammer this nail in and there's a hammer in my toolbox but i for whatever reason i'm like oh no no i'm not going to use that hammer and, you know that would be that would be bad because i would be taking away some carpenter's job or something but yet there's no carpenters around and i gotta get this freaking nail in i mean come on guys you know <laughs> it's not like i'm going to to some artist's house and ripping ripping uh food off their table uh i and honestly, like I said, I've, I've tried several times to, to get an art, you know, artist that I know to, to work on projects with me. I've always been turned down every time. So I, I, I think AI, AI art has its place, has its use, shouldn't be used for everything. Um, but yeah, I, I just, uh, I think that it's going to become a very large problem. Uh, the only thing I see stopping it. Uh, at least slowing it down is going to be, of course, greed. Uh, you know, right now, a lot of these art apps are free to use uh, or, you know, got limited use for, for free. And I think eventually you're going to see that uh, crack down. It's basically you're going to have to pay for it all. Like if you want any kind of AI art made, you're going to have to pay for it of any quality anyway. Uh, so I see that maybe, you know, it's going to be behind a paywall that might slow some people down. Uh, but it's not going to stop, stop everybody. Um, but let's move on. Uh, number nine uh, of 2023's grievances is uh, stating facts with no proof. And I see this a lot uh, online. I see it a lot in the comments on my YouTube videos. Uh, people, you know, will have a discussion about something. Uh, and someone in the comments inevitably will post something like, well, Bigfoot... Uh, sleeps underground and only eats uh, walnuts and gluten-free uh, squirrels. And I'm like, okay, well, can you show your work on that? Like, how do you know? Do you have a picture of Bigfoot eating a squirrel and, you know, walnuts or, or whatever? Or, like, how can you make that claim as a fact and 
not have any anything to back it up. No proof. I'm like, I'm just going to throw this out there. Uh, it's the truth, and you got to believe it. And I try. I'm, you know, words matter. I'm very. I try to say like I think or I feel or I believe. Uh, you know, this is my theory. You know, I don't want to be one of those guys that's out there that says, you know, Bigfoot doesn't migrate. You know, he stays in one area and moves, you know, maybe a little bit uh, depending on food sources or whatever. I would say, I think maybe my, my theory is, is they don't migrate over vast distances. Maybe they stick around, you know, a large area, but a general area nonetheless, uh, you know, and, and maybe move around that area uh, so they don't deplete the food sources in one specific area but at the same time you know they're not they're not walking from like new york to florida in the summertime or in the wintertime so that, that's one of the things that really bothers me is just when people will state something as a fact uh offer no proof uh no reasoning even just this is a you know bigfoot only eats uh bark off of trees that's all he eats he doesn't eat meat like, how do you know that? Did Bigfoot tell you that? Like, how do you know? <laughs> That's just, please, enlighten us, you know? Um, and then, you know, often, you know, you get the, the like, well, I, I, I know this because Bigfoot told me or whatever. And it's like, hey, can you please uh, ask your friend Bigfoot to, to come to my house and, and, and tell me that? I had uh, somebody recently, you know, uh, talking to me about um basically uh you know the the bigfoot uh, the woo stuff you know the, they're in communication with bigfoot they talk to a bigfoot and i'm like why don't you just have like i why can't you just have bigfoot like knock on my door and wait you know if he's interdimensional he can travel across space and time through portals and you're talking to him he's your buddy why can't you just have him knock on my door wave at me through the window and you know disappear well it doesn't work like that of course it doesn't because you know, that would require some proof on your part, I guess, uh, that you can't produce. So, it, it, you know, the rules have to, to fit whatever crazy fantasy you're, you're, you're living in. Um, which kind of takes us to number eight, which is uh, hoaxers, people who perpetrate hoaxes. Uh, to a lesser extent, people that knowingly share fake stuff. Um, I, I have, uh, maybe seen a few people who will, uh, find out something's a hoax and then not, uh, offer any kind of disclaimers or, oh, Hey, you know, like maybe this should be taken with a grain of salt. Uh, normally, you know, I'm not one to, to pull, um, to, to name names or, or, or anything like that. But I will say, you know, I was very, very disappointed uh, this year with the BFRO. Uh, I, there's a episode about it. I don't know how many episodes ago, but uh, I basically uh, stumbled upon a gentleman's confession that he hoaxed a BFR report, BFRO report sometime back, I think it was in the nineties. Uh, brought it to the BFRO's attention and they, I was told like, oh, that will be removed from the database, uh, soon. And, you know, here we are, I don't know how many months later, it's, it's still there. They, they have no intention of removing it. 
Uh, in fact, while I was bringing it to their attention, you know, I was kind of told like, oh, well, you know, sometimes witnesses will renege on their sighting because maybe they're, they're not happy with the investigator or they didn't like the investigator or they got mad at the investigator. So now they're like, oh, well, you know what? It didn't happen. I made it up. Um, which is just like, that's completely, completely illogical. Uh, I would understand that somebody would do that, but if someone, the person who is reporting the thing suddenly turns around and says, oh no, wait, that didn't happen. I, I almost feel like unless there's some physical, like compelling, very compelling physical evidence, you would have to believe them. Um, like I've said several times, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the, the PG film. Uh, even, even though there's several, you know, detracting uh, elements about it, the, the whole Bob Hieronymus thing, stuff like that. Uh, but at the same time, I, I don't feel like those are enough to, to completely discount it, given some of the pros with the video. Um, but at the same time, if Bob Gimlin ever comes forward and is like, ah, yeah, you know what, guys, it, it is fake, it's not real, uh, then I feel like I, I would have to believe Bob Gimlin and say, you know what, it you know, it's true. It, 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 it is a fake, which would be horrible. And I would feel bad and I would be very sad. But at the same time, like if somebody involved in it, a witness <clears throat> comes forward and says it's not true, you have to go with that, I feel. And um, number seven is uh, the receding hairline Bigfoot costume, a.k.a. the Amazon Bigfoot. Uh, there's... Really, there's three. I think there's kind of there's three of them kind of floating around. There's the Jack Link's uh, Bigfoot costume, the brown Amazon Bigfoot costume, and then there's like the white Amazon Bigfoot costume, which I think is supposed to be a Yeti. I believe the white one might have some like more prominent uh, canines or, or fangs or something on it. And <clears throat> excuse me, I'm seeing that I'm constantly I'm still seeing these things pop up. And, and pictures, uh, usually they're, they're very low quality, uh, very grainy. And I'm still seeing people uh, just say like, oh, that's, you know, that's it. This is real. This is the greatest Bigfoot footage ever or whatever. And all you have to do is just look at the face and be like, man, that's a, that, that Bigfoot's got a, some male pattern baldness going on there. There's a, there's a receding hairline. And I, that's one thing, like I have probably heard no, no, uh, no exaggeration, because I've listened to a lot of, over the years, I've listened to a lot of Bigfoot podcasts, I've listened to a lot of um, sightings, and I've probably heard thousands of Bigfoot encounters. And honestly, you know, I, I know, I, I mean, I know with, without a doubt that not all of them were, were true, but I know that some of them were, and I've heard some from people that I believe that are true, and not, not in any of those encounters that I can, I can recall, did anyone ever say, yeah, Bigfoot, he had a huge forehead. Like his hairline was like way back here, like further back than mine. Uh, not, not once have I ever had anybody talk about how high Bigfoot's hairline was, how much of a forehead he had, a five head, if you will. <laughs> and, it just drives me crazy because I see that and I'm like, that's, that's the Amazon Bigfoot costume. And in fact, it's the Amazon Bigfoot costume. It's one of the reasons why I pulled back from, from participating in social media Bigfoot groups so much. Uh, you know, I still have my own Alaska watch Facebook page 
and Instagram and TikTok and stuff like that. But I, I don't really participate in other people's groups anymore. And I get invited to a ton of them. Uh, in fact, somebody like made me an admin or something in one of their groups or an expert or something in one of their groups. And I'm like, I, I didn't really say anything, but I was like, I'm not, I'm not participating. I'm sorry. I'm not doing it. But, um, I, I, it was that, it was one of those pictures and it was supposed to be in Alaska. It was a picture that said it was taken in Alaska and it's, I mean, it's the Amazon Bigfoot costume. It's just, a, it's like taken across a little Creek or something and a Bigfoot standing there. Uh, it's a pretty, pretty clear picture for a Bigfoot picture, but it's obviously the, the Amazon Bigfoot costume. And I, I've went to Amazon. I've, you know, got a picture of the suit posted it on the comments. I was like, Hey, this is, uh, this is the Amazon suit. And there was a lady, uh, in the comments that was like, well, if you don't believe, why are you even here? And I'm like, lady, this is not real. You know, why do you like being lied to? Because I don't, uh, you know, I, personally, I, I, I kind of take offense to it. If you lie to me, it's not a nice thing to do. You shouldn't treat people like that. Um, but I mean, if you want to believe it, go right ahead, but don't be mad at me for exposing, you know, the truth. Um, but what, what did Mark Twain say about like, it's easier to, to, um, convince people of the lie. It's easier to convince people uh, of the lie than that they've been lied to or something like that. I, I'm, I'm butchering that quote, but it's true. It's a hundred percent true. Uh, because you find somebody that wants to believe something and you kind of, you know, you, you, you present some, uh, some conflicting proof and instead of accepting it they get mad at you they're why are you showing me this this is this is bullshit you know there's something wrong with you you know you have problems there you're you're a liar and um happen it happens quite a bit uh and i've seen it i've seen it more times than i can count with the uh, the receding hairline bigfoot picture uh photos videos uh, there was one the other day of, of uh, not the other day, several months ago of the white one uh, posted on a page. It was like a head down view, supposedly some military footage or something. And I'm like, dude, that's the Yeti, that's the Amazon Yeti costume. And um, apparently the, the, the person that runs the page, I, I don't know. I mean, it might just be kind of a, you know, tongue in cheek, like wink, wink, wink. I, you know, I, I know it's fake, but I'm still going to run with it because there's some people in the comments that enjoyed it and it got a bajillion likes. Uh, and they reposted it recently. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. Um, you know, uh, thank God for, for the people that are, that are willing to call that stuff out. But uh, I'm, just, I'm just sick of seeing them. I, I wish there needs to be a registration process to buy those freaking Amazon Bigfoot costumes. Like, they needed to be harder to get than firearms. <laughs> and speaking of that, um, number six on the list of grievances this year uh, is encounter driven podcasts. And I, the reason I, I, the problem I have with those, and I, do, I listen to some of them. I do. Uh, but the problem I have with them is that there's so many of them that I know not all of them are presenting legit, uh, encounters. And, you know, you can, you, you can say what you want, but let me just present you with it. So I've been doing this podcast since 2016, 15, something like that. Um, I've been doing it for a while and I get 
maybe six encounters reported to me a year. So basically, if I did an encounter-driven podcast, I'd have six episodes a year. And there encounter pod, there are podcasts out there that have hundreds, if not thousands, of episodes. Some with more encounter more than one encounter per episode, and no end in sight. So, just I mean, you know, do with that information what you will. I'm not sure who's um, who's being deceitful in that equation. I don't know if it's the hosts. Uh, or if it's the people reporting the encounters. Uh, personally, I think it's probably a mix of both. I think there's probably some people, some hosts who get encounters reported to them that are probably like, well, this probably isn't legit, or this is, you know, there, there's actually something in the encounter that debunks the encounter or uh, contradicts something that said er- earlier in the encounter. But, you know, I, I got I to gotta, I gotta put out a show on Thursday, so uh, we're going to run it. Uh, you know, not a lot of uh, journalistic integrity, I guess, is, is what I would call it. And, you know, I, I feel I haven't had a ton of encounters, uh, guests on here with encounters, but I feel the ones I have had, uh, I, I I feel they were honest and truthful and no reason to doubt them. But uh, I've listened to a few encounter-driven podcasts where I was just like, how is anyone believing this story? Like, it makes no sense. Or there's, like, contradictory information. If I, like, I know you got, I beat this drum all the time. I was former law enforcement. If this person was giving me, if I was interviewing this person in a law enforcement capacity and this story was, Say it wasn't about Bigfoot, but it was about something else. And it was structured the same way. Like, I would totally not believe this at all. Like, there's so many red flags with this story. It looks like a racetrack. But I digress. Um, you know, I think Bigfoot, especially pot, Bigfoot podcasts, it's it's a lot like, it's a lot like wrestling. Um, if you're a fan of wrestling, you know, there's, there's uh, Greco-Roman wrestling. And Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which are uh, ancient fighting arts that have been passed around for centuries. And there's like a science behind it and you have to study it and train and you have to really like, there, there's it's just science-based and it's fact-based and you just really have to train into it. And then there's WCW, WWF scripted, you know, I'm going to hit somebody with a chair and go out in the woods and... You know, every time I go out, there's going to be a wooden knock. I'm going to get a thermal hit and there's going to be something happen every single fucking time. Uh, so you've got your scientific based research and you've got your entertainment. And sometimes uh, those lines get a little blurred, especially with some people. And it's just hard for them to tell the difference. And, you know, a good, a good rule of thumb is, is if you're, if you're watching something and it's keeping you on the seat of your pants and there's activity happening every single time they go in the woods, then it's probably not real. Uh, it's a it's a lot like police work. It's a lot of setting around and maybe a couple of minutes of, oh, crap, what was that? <laughs> or what just happened? Uh, but it doesn't happen every night, and it doesn't happen all the time, you know. It's like in a 30-minute episode of Cops is probably about six months' worth of uh of uh, filming in, in some places, <clears throat> but there's places like Chicago and stuff where I'm sure you could probably get a 30 minute episode out of, you know, one shift or less, but it is what it is. Uh, I hate that phrase. 
Uh, number five, moving on to number five in the list of the grievances is uh, Scoftics. And that those are the people. Now, I love I love good skeptics. I love skeptics who are actually skeptical. I'm skeptical. Uh, I'm skeptical. Ask the guys in the Bigfoot, the Boreal Bigfoot Research Group. They'll throw something out there and I'll be like, ah, I don't think that's legit because of this or this or that. Uh, Skoptics, however, are just the, well, that, that, that can't be Bigfoot because there's no such thing as Bigfoot. Or they, you know, they deal in absolutes. They're like Sith. And I mean, it, it, you're like, you can't, there, there's no convincing, no arguing. I, I honestly feel like there's a few uh, that you could present them with a body or a pr- proof of what, like they, like literally the scientific community, the government, everybody could just be like, oh yeah, okay, there are Bigfoot, you know, somebody brought us a body, you know, Will Ulmer finally like found a dead Bigfoot in the woods. Uh, their uh, actual creature, we're going to, uh, you know, we're going to study it. We're going to classify it. It's going into lexicon. It's 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 a done deal. And there will still be a few people out there that are just going to be like, no, it can't be a real. There's no such thing as Bigfoot. This is obviously some kind of joke or conspiracy or, you know, they're just doing it to save land or something for the government. I, I, there would be some angle to it where they would not believe it, even when presented with proof. And uh, a lot of those scoptics, they seem to... Uh, they seem to, to, to hate that they, they, they treat the subject with contempt. Like they seem to hate it. They hate everything around it. They hate everybody associated with it. And yet they seem to spend a lot of time talking about the subject and making fun of people that are invested in the subject. And, and that's the thing really that gets me like, I understand being skeptical and, and, and critical of something and be like, okay, I don't think that's, I don't think that's true. I don't think that's right. I think maybe this person may be experiencing a break from reality and some mental health problems. You see what I did there? You know, I, I just said, that's probably not real. And this person is probably having some mental health issues. But there's a lot of people out there who are just like, that person is batshit insane. They're stupid. You know, they're, they're literally making fun of mentally ill people. Like they are being demeaning to them, calling them names, maybe not necessarily to their face. They're doing it behind the privacy of, of, of Facebook groups and, and, and stuff like that. Um, but they're doing it nonetheless. Like it's happened. Like they're calling people, uh, horrible things. Uh, people that are, are probably very, very seriously ill. And it's like, you wouldn't, you know, would you make fun of someone that had, cancer or, or AIDS or, or some, some illness like that, or, or lupus or something. Uh, why, why would you make some fun of someone that, that had a mental illness or call them names? And I, I just don't get it. Uh, or just basically somebody I don't agree with. Like, I don't think this person is, is, uh, is telling the truth, even though there's nothing really to say he's not. And then calling him a name or, or a slur or something. Just, it's, it just boggles my mind how you would put that much time, energy, and emotion into something that you obviously hate. <laughs> um, you know, I've made the connection several times. Like I don't really find a lot of merit to the, the flat earth thing. Like I think it's kind of silly. Uh, do you know how much time I spend in flat earth uh, Facebook groups 
talking about how stupid Flat Earth is? Zero. Like, <laughs> like this is the most time I've put into the talking about Flat Earth probably ever is when I mention it here about how silly it is uh, to, to go and talk about it uh, and spend part of my life <clears throat> arguing with people over it. I, I just don't see the point. It's like, why am I going to go argue with people that think the Earth is flat? It's not something I care about. I don't, you know, it's not a subject I'm interested in. They can go and, and do all the stuff they want to do about it. God bless them. You know, good luck to them. I'll be over here doing something else. Um, but yeah, yeah. A lot of, uh, a lot of scoffics out there. A lot of people who just, um, don't take the time to really look into the subject. I don't think, or, or I think sometimes it's people that have, have looked into the subject and just been really disappointed with, with what they have, what, you know, what's out there. And they just say these, you know, one of my favorite scoptics is Joe Rogan because he talks about the craziest shit on his show. And if you mention Bigfoot, he will shut you down in a heartbeat and call you stupid or crazy. Uh, what did he He said, the uh, guys that look for Bigfoot are unfuckable white guys. And... Yet he, you know, the minute somebody mentions UFOs or aliens or something, he's all, oh, yeah, that's an interesting subject. Yeah, there's something to that. Yeah, there's something going on. What if they're like time travelers or interdimensional? And it's like, okay, you think all that's possible, but you don't think that it's possible that maybe, just maybe, there's an animal, an undiscovered animal living in the vast wilderness of North America. <laughs> yeah, so... I'm one of these, I wanted to sit down and do an entire podcast about Joe. I was going to call it the best friend Bigfoot never had and talk about Joe Rogan because he's got like the number one podcast in the world. If not, maybe the country, I think it's the world though. And at one time he was into Bigfoot. He thought, you know, he did a show about Bigfoot. He went out and looked for Bigfoot and I kind of feel like the interaction he had, I don't know who he was uh, hanging out with. Uh, I don't know who like, he was working with, but from what I understand, you know, the interaction that he had, it really turned him off from it. Basically, he's like, this, there's nothing to this is bullshit. Uh, so just think, just think everybody listen to this, just think how, cause you see, I mean, he's done a lot for like the UFO UAP, you know, he's brought a lot of people that wouldn't normally really be interested in that subject. He's at least made them aware of it. Maybe sparked a little interest in it. Just imagine if he would have a couple of credible Bigfoot, like Meldrum, Brockman, uh, you know, cut just a couple, a couple of people, Adam Davies, you know, a couple of people who um, could speak about the subject about Bigfoot and, and, you know, not, not go too far into the woo and, and just, you know, grounded stuff. And just think about like the exposure that we get for the subject. Um, Honestly, you know, I think it's probably for the best that it doesn't. I think it's probably overrun with with hoaxers and, and uh, people that are out to, to make money off of it as it is now. Uh, so it's probably for the best that it's as niche as it is. But just, just imagine, like, if, if Bigfoot, if Joe Rogan was still into Bigfoot and how mainstream it could be at this point. But we're going to get off scoptics and move to the other, the other um, 
side of the aisle there and go with the ultra believers. Uh, and basically th that's the red circle mafia. Those are just the people that will take a picture and uh, just draw red circles around the, the dark spots and, and it's Bigfoot. And you know, that is one of the, I, probably those were the type of people that <laughs> Joe Rogan were dealing with and uh, what turned him off of the subject, basically what kind of um, drove him away uh, from the subject of Bigfoot is people like that. Um, you know, I, I've posted pictures uh, of, of my backyard and had a couple of comments like, oh, I see a couple or I see one in there and it's my, it's my backyard, man. Like there's no, like there's no Bigfoot here. <laughs> like they're, they're here. They're not here. They're not at my house. Like I have to go pretty far away to get to where I think they live. And uh, I do have moose and bear occasionally in my backyard. But uh, yeah, and, and that's the biggest, like the biggest thing with that stuff too is there, there'll be a dark spot. Somebody will take a picture of it, draw a circle around it. Oh, where's the follow-up picture? Like, does it move? Did it, you know, take a picture like after it's gone, like show us that there was something there and it's not just shadows or pareidolia. Uh, but yeah, those, that needs to stop. I think if anybody uh, with any kind of true resources uh, or influence like Joe Rogan uh, could have would, would, that would take the subject seriously. Uh, I think that stuff's going to have to stop or at least uh, slow, really slow down. I mean, I, I don't go to a lot of Facebook groups, but I see, you know, posts in my feed every once in a while and on YouTube or not YouTube, uh, Instagram too. And, uh, every day, every, every day without fail, I will see a red circle pick, uh, scrolling through my, through my feed. So, um, I think that kind of stuff, it, it probably, we probably need to start policing ourselves a little bit more. Uh, maybe, I don't know. I hate to say that. I hate to say that. Like, oh, you can't post that. I hate to do that. But at the same time, it's like, you, you know, you're not helping <laughs> the Bigfoot community. Like, I'm, I, I'm a, a terror. I hate censorship. I'm not a big fan of it. But at the same time, like, I almost feel like, like sometimes there just has to be a point when you're like, no, <laughs> like, no. Um, let's see. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say about that. It's just, um, it's pretty frustrating sometimes. And then, you know, people that will, will come out and, and talk about something that's been, it's like with the AI stuff where, or what I was talking about where people find old stuff and they'll bring it out. And it's, been, it's, it's, you see a lot of that with these people too, the ultra believers where they're like, oh, you know, like, look at this. This is like the best Bigfoot stuff I've ever seen. And you're like, man, that was like debunked like seven years ago. It's it's not real. <laughs> uh, so there, I had a, a conversation, uh, some months ago with, with someone, uh, who was, who was asking me, and that's something I'll never understand is people, they want to know what I think about, you know, like, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? I'm like, man, make, draw your own conclusions, make your own opinions. But sometimes when I message it, I will, 
uh, offer a, an opinion. And uh, I was talking to this gentleman about a, a, a Bigfoot TV show. And um, I was kind of telling him, like, well, you know, th- th- this kind of brings that into question. And this kind of brings the, the integrity of the show into question. And he was like, what What do you mean? What are you talking about? And uh, I pointed him to uh, a video, uh, basically, not that I had done, but that somebody else had done. One of my, my good colleagues had done. <clears throat> and he kind of called some of that out. I mean, with proof, like undeniable, absolute 100% proof. And I just shared, I was just like, you know what? Just, just when you get time, watch, watch this. And it, it was funny because it was almost, I, I felt like I just told a kid Santa Claus didn't exist because I think, I literally think I broke his heart because he realized he's like, this is all, the show was complete bullshit. And I, I, and I kind of wonder, I'm like, man, did I just like, did I just create a scoftic, you know, did I just create somebody that is, is there now, is this dude out there like Bigfoot is BS, you know, did I just create a Joe Rogan, it, you know, like these are all stupid, unfuckable white guys, you know, just trying to get on TV. Um, you know, hopefully I didn't, but uh, at the same time, you know, I don't want, I don't want this poor guy to be lied to. So we'll see. Um, number three on my list of grievances is, um, this has kind of popped up, uh, in the last like two or three years. I think it really kind of started in 2020 around the time COVID was happening. And that's your researcher versus personality. I don't, I don't really like the term researcher, but we'll use it just because it seems to be the parlance that everybody else uses. Uh, but you've got researchers who I, I feel researchers will get out in the field, let's say field researchers, and then your personality, which is just somebody that just kind of maybe they have a podcast uh, or maybe they just write books or something, but they don't really get out into the field. And don't get me wrong because, and I actually talk about this in, in uh, Squatch Cop, my book, uh, you know, armchair researchers can, can, can get stuff done. Uh, they can figure things out. They can make correlations between dates and times and places, and they can, um, you know, put, put, uh, strings together on K and stuff and develop patterns and, and collaborate currents. Like, okay, well back in 19, you know, 80, they were seeing a white Bigfoot in this, you know, part of the country or whatever. And now, you know, like, six weeks ago, somebody saw a white Bigfoot there or something like that. You know, they, they have a lot to offer. They can bring a lot to the table. Uh, so I'm not really, I'm not complaining. I'm not grieving. <laughs> I don't have a grievance with them. Uh, it's more, uh, these people that just seem to be doing it for, uh, clicks and views. And, and just, just because, and like I said, remember I, I have a show, I'm sitting here talking to you in front of a camera and a microphone right now. Um, so remember, one finger pointing forward and three pointing back. But uh, yeah, it just seems like there's a lot more people that are doing it just, I, I, I don't know, I just just for to have the show or just for the popularity or just for the exposure uh, and not really doing anything to help further the cause. Um, I was telling my wife, I was like, you know, I think there's probably like 
800 Bigfoot podcasts and shows. And there's probably about, honestly, probably about 100 people that really get out and look for Bigfoot. Like, for real. Like, seriously. And I don't even know if it's that many, honestly. <clears throat> maybe a little, maybe more. But, yeah. I, I, I honestly think that there's probably, like, a thousand Bigfoot show not necessarily show i mean and some of them are just where people will take ai and then like read scary stories and stuff like that uh but they're not i you know they're not going out in the woods on the weekend and looking for anything or anything like that excuse me um i was and, and you know here it is it's the end of the year and i was out pretty much the entire month of June. You know, I've, I've talked about before we went to the expo, we went to Manly hot springs. We went to, uh, the cabin for like 14 days. And then, uh, we went out a little bit more after that, like a day or two after that. And then I went out again, uh, after that for like three or four days and still <laughs> here it is the end of the year. And I'm like, Oh man, I didn't spend enough time out in the woods. You know, next year I got to spend more time out in the woods. Um, and I literally spent a, you know, a month in the woods, like a month of my life, a month of this year, I spent looking for Bigfoot, like researching, camping, doing stuff, filming. And I, here we are at the end of the year and I'm like, I didn't, I didn't do enough. I didn't do enough. I should have, I should have got out more, even though the weather was freaking terrible. Uh, but yeah, that's really all I have to say about that. I just, I feel like there's not enough people, uh, boots on the ground and there's a lot of, um, I don't know what you would call them. Camera personalities. Uh, you know, there's a lot of personalities and, and not a lot of, uh, boots on the ground. Uh, let's bring We're getting close. We're getting close to the end where we, we've been going for about 50 minutes. So I, I'm, I think I'm getting in a better mood as we're going along. Cause when we started out, I was in a, I was in a bad mood. Um, number two on my list of grievances is poorly planned conferences. And I always see people, there's always somebody either online or, in a forum or something that's just like, you know, conferences or, you know, it's bullshit. It's a, just a flea market for people that like Bigfoot and all blah, blah, blah. You know, it's, it's just a money grab and all this. And which don't get me wrong. Uh, there's no point in having a con cause conferences. I know from experience conferences cost a lot of money to put on. It needs, you have to make money in order to put it on. You can't, I don't expect anybody just out of the, generousness of their heart to drop 10 15 grand just so a bunch of bigfoot people can get together and hang out um you know they have to make money so they can sustain themselves and that include you know so you got to have vendors you got to have vendors pay a fee to help pay for the you know offset the cost you got to charge for admission i mean you have to do that stuff um but my problem with a lot of conferences and they're great because you get to meet people you can sit down and, and talk with someone that you know you've you've been watching or, or listening to uh you can ask their opinions you can get 
make that personal connection, uh, which I think is better than, than online. And you can get a little bit more feel of, you know, what kind of person they are, a real person. Um, but at the same time, like I understand, like you can't just have a, a conference. And one of the big complaints I see is like, oh, well, they don't have, it's the same people over and over again. And I get that. I understand it completely. But at the same time, like if you have a conference and nobody knows anybody that's there nobody's going to show up like you got to give people uh i don't want to say a famous person but a well-known person i guess to say you know i really enjoyed meeting i which i've met dr meldrum before but i really enjoyed meeting dr meldrum you know i have really enjoyed meeting cliff bragman uh you know at conferences it, it's just you have to have somebody that people are familiar with that they want to show up to but at the same time i feel like they should um, maybe start pulling from some of the local, like the local researchers, like lesser known researchers, uh, and having them speak at conferences, uh, you know, so people can, can get to know them and, and get to know their work. Uh, give, basically, give them a chance. Like you can't just have the same people from the same TV shows, most of which there have, been, have been canceled, back over and over and over and over again, uh, given the same presentations, the same talks, talking about the same stuff, talking about a show that hasn't been on the air for however long, uh, you know, you have to get some new blood in there. You have to get some new people in there. Um, and there's very, and it, in a way it's good because a lot of these conferences are run very informally very you know you can walk up to dr meldrum and say like hey how's it going hi jeff i'm beans you know like what do you think about this i would like to get your opinion on this um and it's that's cool but and i've been to conference i went to a comic book conference well i met, I met um, stan lee there and it was very like you get in line you get up to the table, you get your stuff signed, you know, and then you leave. And if you want to get a picture, you have to pay to get a, pic a photo op later on. <clears throat> it was very uh, assembly line, industrial, you know, like very uh, impersonal. You know, they herd you like cattle. You get what you pay for. Like, okay, I want him to sign my stuff, you know. Here's my books for you to sign. In fact, there was a guy in front of me that had like a stack of comic but I'm not exaggerating. There was a stack of like 50 comic books he wanted him to sign. And, you know, I'm standing there with my one book. And I had to wait for this dude, you know, for him to sign like 50 books or whatever. And, you know, you don't get, any, I didn't get any time to talk to him really. I mean, I, I said a little bit to him. I'm not even sure he could hear me. His hearing was starting to go up by them, but it was very, very quick, very impersonal and very expensive. Uh, however, at a Bigfoot conference, <clears throat> almost all of them I've been to, well, all of them I've been to, uh, there's usually a point in there somewhere where you can maybe not set down, but you can go up to the person that you want to talk to and have a, several minute long conversation with them uh if not longer 
and, and get all the info, you know, and, and talk to them the way you want, you know, you, you don't have to worry about, um, moving a line along or something like that, or you can catch them or you can ask them a question at their panel. You know, you'll get that chance for interaction, uh, at a personal level. Uh, so, you know, I, and I definitely think conferences are, you know, they're a great medium. I, I, I love them. I love going to them. Uh, hopefully I'll go to Monster. I think I'm, we're going to monster fest, uh, this year, the, the small town monsters monster fest. And I just, I just kind of feel like maybe they should start doing some deep pools, you know, like, Oh, okay. Um, you know, we're, we're in, I don't know. We're in Kenny Buckport, Maine. You know, here's a local Kenny Bunkport, you know, like researcher, you know, uh, uh, something like that. Um, cause I've noticed there, there's just, a the same people coming and going, and it seems like a lot of the local uh, people really don't get a chance to shine who have the most information. And then, you know, like if you have a, a conference in a lo- in an area, uh, people are going to want to know about the Bigfoot stuff going on in that area. You know, it's great to have uh, Meldrum and, and Cliff and, and those guys there. But at the same time, like they're going to leave, they don't know nothing. You know, maybe they came through there a few years ago and filmed a show or something, but they're not going to know what's going on right now uh, with the, with the sightings and stuff like that. So I really feel like we need to advocate for these, these local guys to, to start lesser known local guys to start getting um, a chance at some of these conferences. And, you know, like I said, they're run very informally. Um, I had someone reach out to me, well, not recently, but about a conference this year. And we were uh, going back and forth and they're like, hey, we'd love to have you. Um, How much, you know, how much does it cost to get from there to here? You know, we'll pay for your, because I told them, I was like, look, it's going to be expensive. So like, don't, how about like, you just pay for my travel, give me a table and then whatever I sell, I'll keep. And that's my speaker's fee. Like, you don't don't even have to cut give me a fee just maybe pay for my travel and maybe you know some per diem or something like some money for food or buy me a dinner or something and i get a reply about like oh that sounds great i'll get a contract written up and get right back to you never heard from them again so uh that that was pretty irksome uh especially when i'm trying to like plan my year out and i'm like oh i think i might have that conference around these dates so i cannot plan anything during this time frame uh, I'm not just talking about like other, con- you know, like Bigfoot stuff. I'm talking about like life. Like luckily <clears throat> it's, it's probably best that they didn't get back to me because luckily my daughter ended up getting married right around that time. And I think I could have made it, but it would have been close. So probably, probably worked out for the best. But again, like a little, just a little email say, Hey, I'm sorry. Um, it's just not going to work out. You know, uh, we can't afford it or some other reason, whatever, uh, you know, maybe, maybe next year, you know, keep in touch, you know, whatever, uh, that, that would have been fine, but just to not hear from them (laughs) and wonder like, what's going on. And luckily, uh, they were talking to someone else who I am friendly with and I 
reached out to that person as well and was like, Hey, did you hear anything back from, from this person? And they were like, no, actually he ghosted me. So I was like, okay, it's not just me. So I felt better, but still like, come on, man, like be professional. Uh, and yeah, like that was, that was, that's one of the things that I, I have agreements with this year. Uh, just, you know, plan, 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 think about your stuff when you're planning it. Don't, don't just think about like, who's the biggest name I can get. Think about who's a local name I can get that can inform these people what's going on in this area about Bigfoot. Uh, but I know you, you know, you've got to have your big names there too. I understand. Um, I think that's about it. I think we're ready for number one. Are you guys excited? I'm excited. I'm thrilled. <clears throat> Hopefully I, you guys didn't hear me slurping on my, my drink too much. I can't talk this much without drinking. Um, I need other people to talk so that I can sneak sips in occasionally. That really hasn't been a problem recently with the Thanksgiving episode and the Christmas episode. But I kind of wanted to do this one by myself because um, I didn't want... Basically, I know people are going to get upset with me for some of the stuff that I'm upset with. Uh, and I didn't want anybody else to, to basically be in the way of that incoming fire. Um, but again, you know, I'm not, I'm not perfect. I'm not, I don't know everything contrary to popular belief. Uh, somehow I got labeled a know-it-all at one point and it's crazy to me because I don't know shit. But um, the number one, the number one grievance I have with the Bigfoot community 2023 uh, is researcher behavior, um, particularly professionalism. And I'm going to try not to go on a huge, long rant about this. And I'm not going to name any names, but I mean, this isn't, this isn't a field where you can, you go, it's not like police work where you go and get training and you get a certification and they say you are a trained Bigfoot researcher, you know, go serve your community, you know, perform your duties, you know, get out of here. Uh, there's no, there's no, um, office of Bigfoot researcher accreditation where, if somebody does something, you can file a complaint. Like when I was a police officer, I had a certification. I had to maintain my certification. Uh, if I did something that was against the rules or if I did something um, illegal or stupid, then somebody could complain to that certification board or standards council is what it is. They could complain to that council and they would investigate it and it would be like, you don't get to be a cop anymore because you did this or we, you know, have found you lacking in these areas where, you know, you're, you're not trustworthy. You're, you know, you can't be a cop We're taking away your certification. And unfortunately, uh, anybody can basically buy podcasting equipment and call themselves a researcher and start a YouTube channel and do Bigfoot stuff. And I saw a funny, I saw a funny meme the other day that said, um, remember what I said? Um, 
the Amazon Bigfoot costume should be harder to buy than a firearm. It said the podcasting equipment should be harder to buy than a firearm. And uh, there's there's almost, I feel like maybe there's a little bit of truth to that uh, as far as the Bigfoot community goes. So just anybody basically with an interest in the subject uh, can burst onto the scene and say, hey, I, I have Bigfoot stuff I want to talk about. Here's my Bigfoot channel. Um, you know, please like, subscribe, and send me money. And you get basically brought into this community. And then things, you know, people reach out to you. They tell you their stories. They contact you with sightings. Um, and when I was a police officer, like privacy was a big deal to us. Um, you know, if your neighbor called and complained about you or reported you and I went to your house and I was like, Hey, uh, we've had some reports of this. First thing people ask is who, who, who complained, who reported that? And I had always, I can't tell you, (laughs) you know, you can, request the uh you can do a records request and you know maybe that information will be there maybe it won't i i don't know uh it wouldn't be there spoiler alert and anyway or maybe it would you know i would say a neighbor not which neighbor if it wasn't like the next door neighbor but anyway you, you protect people's privacy you protect their um anonymity you you don't betray that and if someone because i get contacted all the time by production companies uh people that want to do tv shows or even other podcasts and stuff and the first thing they want me to do is hey can you uh, put me in contact can you give me the names of some people who have seen bigfoot and i always tell them no <laughs> I will reach out to a couple of people that you might be interested in talking to and see if they want to talk to you. And then I will put them in touch with you, but I will not give their information out at all. No email addresses, no phone numbers, no social media names, nothing. And I talk about this a little bit in Squatch Cop where I'm like, if you tell somebody before you take a report from anybody, sometimes it doesn't work out like this because people will just email you stuff. Uh, but when you take a report from somebody, like you need to address this up front. You be, need to say like, okay, uh, I very much want to hear your story, but I, you know, I want to know, do you want to remain anonymous or do you want, you know, a fake name or, you know, are you interested in coming on the show? If not, that's cool. I still want to hear it. Um, are you okay with me sharing the story? Even if it's maybe just me telling it, you don't have to tell it, <clears throat> you know, talk about, talk through it. Like who, who do you want to know about this? You know, what do you want them to know about you? And, you know, what do you expect from me as far as privacy and anonymity? Hash all that out and then proceed after you've got it all figured out. Um, and it's a lot, you know, journalists have a code allegedly where they don't reveal their sources. And I feel like if somebody trusts you enough, cause there's, it's a big deal to report a Bigfoot sighting. 
um, you know, there, there's there's barriers to reporting. Uh, there's barriers to reporting a lot of different crimes. You see it a lot with sexual assault um, reporting. Uh, people don't want to come forward because they're embarrassed or because maybe the person that assaulted them is a family member or uh, a prominent member of the community. And these, those are called barriers. And it's the same thing with Bigfoot reports. You have barriers. I don't want to go... I don't want people to know I saw Bigfoot because they'll make fun of me or because I have a job that's very important with the government or I have a security clearance and I don't want people to think I'm crazy. Um, there, there's a lot of barriers to why people don't want their information associated with Bigfoot encounters. And as a researcher, and that's, that's a problem with everybody just walking up and saying, I'm a researcher. There's a problem <clears throat> with people basically maintaining that trust. And again, we see like with, you know, Joe Rogan, he's around a bunch of people that are representing the community badly. And he walks away with like, those are a bunch of stupid guys that believe crazy stuff. And <clears throat> when you do that with a witness who comes forward and says, Hey, I saw a Bigfoot, please don't tell anybody. And the first thing you do is, you know, basically give their contact information to a TV show or show their location, you know, like, Oh, here's their house on a map. Like here's a picture of their house. What, whatever you do, uh, it gives that person a negative view of the community. They're going to think, man, Bigfoot researchers are buttholes. Uh, they don't respect your privacy. They do this, they do that. Uh, not good people, you know, never talking to them again. Uh, and that could be, that could be the reason why we're here today in this situation. Like there could be somebody out there with the key to this whole thing that had one bad interaction with a researcher and her like, screw those guys. <laughs> so I think that it's something a lot of people don't realize is that they, they don't just represent themselves or their show or their whatever you know their research group they represent the entire bigfoot community as a whole and any uh bad act or action on them that they uh perpetrate reflects badly on us all i mean it's the same thing with police officers you know you got thousands and thousands of police officers out there do a good job every day one asshole screws up does something bad or makes a terrible mistake. And now all of a sudden all cops are bad. So, <clears throat> you know, it's very similar. In fact, I'm surprised. I'm so surprised every day when I'm just like, you know, that's a lot like police work and that's a lot like police work, you know, and with the Bigfoot community. And, um, uh, unfortunately, you know, we don't have those that there's no vetting process. There's no accreditation. There's nothing like that. There's nothing in the world that says you can't, slap a badge on your car or chest or hat that says you're a Bigfoot researcher and just start running around interviewing people and taking names and addresses and phone numbers and passing them on to TV people or throwing them up on the internet or doing whatever you do. And it just looks bad on the entire community. <clears throat> and yeah, uh, I, th I think that is probably my number one grievance for 2023 is just unprofessionalism and, and the researchers. Um, 
it just uh, reflects badly on us all. And <clears throat> unfortunately, I don't think it's going to stop anytime soon. And, you know, a lot of those people that act in the way I've described, you know, they, they get very, they get popular. And, you know, it's a lot of people that are kind of standoffish too. And they're like, oh, well, this is the way it is because of this and that. And people like that because they want people to act like, oh, I, you know, because I, like I said earlier, I don't know shit, you know, and there's probably people that like, as soon as I say that, click or turn it off because, oh, this guy don't know shit. <clears throat> but if I stood up here and was like, I know everything about Bigfoot and I know everything there is to know and uh, I'm going to tell you, but um, not right now because reasons. So you're going to have to subscribe to my Patreon and I'll start releasing that information a little bit at a time. Uh, but we'll get there. We'll get that. You guys aren't ready for the truth yet. You're not ready, but you, I'll get you there. I'll get you there. You know, but any, anybody that says stuff like that, do me a favor and, and, and walk away, please. Um, I know there's some of you out there who are like, well, you know, maybe it's worth it. I'll just, you know, you've only got a finite amount of time on this planet guys and girls, you know, you gotta be careful where you spend it. I, I don't, I don't know about you. I don't want to sit around listening or watching uh, people that are lying to me and, and especially people that are profiting from lying to me, <clears throat> which brings me to my next topic, it's politicians. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just, uh, hopefully I made some good points. I know it was a lot of complaining, but that's what this show is. It's the 2023 airing of the grievances. And, um, hopefully the 2024 airing of the grievances will be about five minutes long and all these problems will be solved. Um, <laughs> I doubt it's going to be a fucking two part spectacular. It's going to be a mini series. Uh, but anyway, guys, I'm probably, I, I hope I entertained you. Probably not. I probably pissed some of you off, <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's it. That's the end of, uh, 2023. We'll see what 2024 brings. Um, I don't. I don't really have any predictions, honestly. I, I thought about making some predictions for 2024, some Bigfoot predictions. Uh, the only thing really I have for that is that there's going to be some kind of AI creation, probably video, that's going to basically really take off. Like it's going to be the next PG film and it's going to be a AI uh, it's not going to be real, uh, but it'll, it'll, it'll really, um, maybe even fool some, some people, so, some people like really respected people, maybe even me, uh, but we'll see. I don't know. That's why you see so many people will leave like wiggle room in there. They'll be like, well, it looks good. Or I, I, I like it, but I don't know. You know, there, there's always, you always got to leave yourself a back door open. So when it comes out, it's fake you can be like, yeah, I, I had some problems with that. So <clears throat> I completely understand why they did. I, I talked to Cliff one time. I caught him at a conference and I had, uh, some pictures. They weren't mine. They were, um, from Will Ulmer. And, uh, in my opinion, they were just like, they had the perfect, um, mid tarsal break. It was a perfect uh, representation of a mid tarsal break that I'd, I'd, I had ever seen. And, um, 
I showed it to him and I was like, man, I was like, look at this. I think this is really cool. Like it really looks like a, a good mid tarsal break. And he's like, oh, it could be, it could be. I mean, he's just so paranoid that somebody's going to jump out and go, gotcha. <laughs> like it's fake that he can't commit to anything. Um, so I, I understand. I completely understand. But at the same time, it's so frustrating. It's like, wow. Uh, just, just imagine, you know, you're like living your life. Like everybody is lying to me probably. And if I, get caught agreeing with any of it like people are going to fucking destroy me and it could affect my livelihood so that's the 2023 airing of the grievances um you know if any of you have any grievances that i didn't mention uh throw them down in the comments uh again you know here's the fingers pointing back please like subscribe uh head over to the lastwatchpodcast.com webpage there's a store there. If you go in there and buy stuff, it helps fund me and my little expeditions, uh, put some gas in my car, some food in my belly, and gets me out there uh, looking for Sasquatch in Alaska. And uh, I think I've got a catchphrase for, I've been doing this podcast for a long time, and I've always like said, like, man, I need some a sign-off. I need a catchphrase or something to end it with. And I think I've got one. I think I came up with one. I really like it, uh, but I'm not going to use it today. You're going to have to tune in next time. We're going to bust it out in 2024. We're going to we're going to use it in 2024. It's going to make its debut, and we'll see how it goes. Uh, if it's received well, we'll keep using it. Anyway, guys, thanks. Uh, appreciate you for watching. Uh, even if you didn't like what I said, appreciate you for watching this long. And um, I hope to uh, run into some of you at Monster Fest and maybe. Uh, shake some shake some babies and kiss some hands and we'll see how it goes so anyway uh take it easy and uh catchphrase coming next episode